there. Welcome back. This is Christina and you are listening to Believe for Bigger podcast and I'm excited that you are back as we are doing part three of my boundaries series and um, I really have really dug into this topic and learned a lot and I'm going to recommend a book. Now I don't get any kickback or anything um, from recommending a book but I really think it's really worth listening to. And um, when I talk about boundaries, um, this particular podcast, I want to talk about the fact that boundaries are not only a good idea, but they're a God idea. And one of the biggest things that I took away from Lisa Turker's latest book, it's called Good Boundaries and Goodbyes. Okay, so Lisa Turkhurst, she is the founder of Proverbs. Um, 31 Ministries, and she wrote that book, and she's very candid in several um, interviews. You can find it on YouTube. I'm actually listening to it on Audible, and she um, went through an unfortunate situation where she ended up having to divorce her husband. There was a lot of boundaries that were crossed, and, you know, through a lot of wise counsel, Um, It was not something that she came to overnight, um, but it was something that she had to do. And so she um, really talks about boundaries um, from obviously her own personal experience. And um, I really enjoyed it so far. And I just really thought about, you know, I think a lot of times we get really caught up in thinking, well, it's probably not nice or it's not a godly thing or a Christian thing to actually have boundaries. But really, if you think about it, it's really God's idea for boundaries. And he set boundaries back in Genesis 2. If you go back and look in your Bible, um, Adam and Eve were given a boundary in the Garden of Eden. And they were actually told that they could eat from all the different trees, right? Eat the fruit. And um, there was a tree of life as well as a tree of good and evil. And it was their free will and free choice, right? But God told them, do not eat from the tree of good and evil. And so with that being said, they actually were disobedient. If you go back to Genesis 2, you'll read the whole storyline. But they were disobedient and that that in turn led them to not having access into the garden. And in Genesis 2.15, God tells them to tend and to keep um, in that garden. He's telling um, Adam specifically, he put him in the garden of Eden, Eden to tend and to keep. Those two words are really, really powerful because when you think about it, it reminded me of... You know, this whole premise of boundaries is actually based on Proverbs 4.23, where God's word tells us to guard our heart. And if you think about it, another word for guard is to watch over and protect. And, you know, everything flows from our heart, our heart posture. And I really hone in on that because I think a lot of times... Um, you know, things happen in our lives and our hearts can be hardened by certain situations. Things happen to us. Um, sometimes, you know, it's not necessarily, um, you know, things that we're in control of, you know, 
Um, but a lot of times it could be other things that people do. And so that just really led me to think about boundaries in this way. First of all, it's a God's idea because it says so in Genesis 2. So you can go and look that up. Don't have to take my word. Um, but I, I, I really encourage you actually to go look that up. And number two, it reminded me of the access that we give to people. And so I think in the previous two podcasts, I've spoken specifically on, you know, when you say no, it's a complete sentence and really living by your no. In other words, not being afraid, not being a people pleaser, and really just um, abiding by what you, um, you know, what your word says, not to be wishy-washy, not to be um, unstable. God's word tells us that we're there is instability, you know, a man who is, or a woman who is unstable in all their ways, you know, they, you know, it's like you can't be one way or another. So in other words, when you set boundaries, you have to be really clear. And when I talk about the access that we give to people, I want us to think about boundaries in the sense of what can we do as our responsibility Um, Because there's going to be times where, you know, we overshare too much. You know, perhaps you've given access, you've given entry and permission to somebody in your life that really can't really handle that responsibility. So let me give you an example. So how many of you, and I'm sure many of you can relate to this, perhaps you had a friend of yours And you've given them a lot of information about maybe your marriage, your children, things going on in your workplace. You know, it's a, you know, you trusted that person to be able to um, handle the information, to be responsible with the information. And a lot of times it can be really personal information, especially, you know, when we're talking about our marriage or children and things going on in in those areas. And perhaps that person was given that access to you, right? You gave them access to that information when in turn, they really couldn't handle that access. They couldn't handle the responsibility of when you confided in them, you made it very clear that these are very personal things, right? These are things that I'm sharing with you that I'm asking you not to share with other people you know, your deep thoughts, things that you're dealing with personally, you know, um, things in your marriage, things with your children. And then you find out that this person went and told other people. They weren't responsible, nor could they be. Now the, the trust is now broken because you've given them the access. So I just really want you to ponder and think about some of those things. When we talk about boundaries, it's a good idea for us to have those boundaries, but it's also a good idea for us to actually evaluate the people in our lives that we give the access to. And we're all learning, right? We're all learning about relationships, um, people that obviously that we can trust. But I'm gonna tell you in the last probably in the last couple of months, I could think of one person in particular that I recently met. And I can tell you that, you know, right away, I felt like I could trust her. I felt like I could really just um, 
confide in her, tell her some things that I've, you know, personally been dealing with. Um, and I just know that she is trustworthy of that. So I've used wisdom and I've used discernment. You know, I've read her. I've seen how she interacts with other people. Um, I just, I'm, even though I haven't known her for a long, long time, I just have a sense that she is somebody that I can give a higher access to my life, my personal thoughts, things that I'm personally dealing with, um, because she is trustworthy. And so I want you to take the time to actually evaluate some of those people in your life that you've given that access to and perhaps you've given them too much access. Maybe perhaps, you know, um, that trust has been violated, you know, um, and really just be wise and discerning. You know, again, I can't go back. I can't keep harping on, but I'm going to say it again. God wants us to guard our heart because again, I've talked about it in previous podcasts. We give somebody too much access. We give some too, um, too much responsibility to someone to guard and keep our thoughts, our inner feelings. And then that is violated. The trust is broken. But not only do we look to that other person for that boundary, but we also have to internally look at us and say, you know, perhaps I gave that person access too quickly or perhaps too much access, right? You know, as you get older, hopefully you get wiser, you, you know, you learn more from previous experiences. And all I can tell you is that, you know, I've been there personally where I've given somebody too much access. And in turn, that led me to feel like let down, disappointed, um, maybe hurt, and just really questioning, man, like, do I really know how to read people? You know, where was it that I missed maybe the signs or perhaps um, the nudges from the Holy Spirit telling me, Christina, this person is probably not for you, right? And um, th- that's the um, that's the angle that I want to go to or go from this part three of boundaries because I really think it's really important for us to really not only. Um, not only think of how we put up boundaries, but also to to do a self-evaluation of where we've actually allowed people too much access, right? And um, I keep going back to what Lisa Turkers said in her book, and this is a quote that she said, where there is chaos, there's usually a lack of boundaries. And to me, that is really profound. And if you think about it, It is so true. I can think of somebody personally um, that is having a very hard time putting up a boundary with someone who is living in their home. And now they have every right to put up the boundary. They have every right to say, this is what I expect. And if you don't do this, this is the consequence. Just like um, God did with Adam. 
he told them that they have free will and free choice. They could eat from all the different trees, right? All the fruit, whatever they wanted. However, since they violated, they broke that boundary, there was actually a consequence, right? So when we have a boundary in place, there's gotta be, okay, if you don't honor this boundary, now this is what happens. And so what I'm seeing personally in this person's life by not, well, excuse my, my dog, Franklin, he's out the window and he is barking. But when you don't put up a boundary, and I see this, like I said, in this person's life, there's a lack of joy, there's depression, there's anxiety, because you're fearful of saying something, and you have every right to say whatever boundary you want in your home, but you, for whatever reason, are not putting up that boundary, not making it clear these are my expectations. Now this person that I'm seeing is really sad, has a lot of anxiety, doesn't have any peace, and has truly lost their joy. And so um, I personally have mentioned you know, to them that they really have to state their boundary. Now whether or not somebody decides to abide by that boundary, that is that person's choice. That has nothing to do with you. You stated the boundary and how they decide to receive the information, the boundary that you've told them, that's on them. It has nothing to do with you. You cannot control how someone else receives the information that you've put forward. And I, and I can speak to this because not only do I have experience of this in the past, but I'm seeing this right now in true life like this person is living this out where they're really just having a hard time just speaking out what their boundary is and again there can be many reasons why they have chosen not to verbalize their boundary it could be a lack of rejection they want to maintain the peace they want to just please that other person you know they don't know actually even how to verbalize it they may not even realize hey this is a boundary you know another thing that the book talked about is a lot of times we get so used to operating in a certain way perhaps operating in chaos and confusion that a lot of times it takes an outside person to come and to tell you what you're not seeing those blind spots. I've told y'all before that my husband is my truth teller. And there's many, many times, and I'm still learning, and obviously he's wiser than I am. He's older than I am. And there are many times that I don't see something a certain way because it is a blind spot. I've learned to adapt. I've learned to just operate in a certain way. And then he comes in with a fresh vision, a fresh perspective. And I personally, Instead of getting mad, instead of getting offended, I have to take a step back and say, man, is what he's pointing out to me, is it something worth that I need to really take a, you know, a closer look at? Do I need to reevaluate that situation? And so I've told you all many times before, it's really a good idea to have that person that really 
speaks truth, but speaks truth in love. You know, when my husband corrects me or tells me something, uh, you know, it's obviously it's out of love. It's out of respect. Um, you know, sometimes he'll say, I really don't want to say this to you, but I'm going to say it anyway. And, um, you know, I'm the same way. There's many times where, you know, I've mentioned to him, you know, I think you could have handled that in a different way. And there's a mutual respect, not only because we're husband and wife, but we're good friends. And, um, we're truly looking out for the best of one another, you know? And so that's where I want to leave you where there is chaos. There's usually a lack of boundaries. And again, I don't get any kickback or anything like that, but you know, if, if this series is really speaking to you, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Boundaries is not something easy to talk about, nor is it something that we really like to bring up in conversations and friendships in marriage with our children. But really it's something that I think a lot of times we continue to brush under the rug and uh, we somehow think that you know whatever issue is at hand it's going to be taken care of it's going to work itself out but really it, it takes communication and um a courage to really bring up whatever it is that you need to talk about and so the book is good good boundaries and goodbyes and i encourage you to get it and uh we're going to continue this particular um topic we're not done quite yet with this topic but those are my thoughts this week is our boundaries a good thing and I really believe that they're a God idea and if you don't believe me you can go to Genesis 2 and really just look at um, the boundaries that God put in place for Adam so until next week uh, I feel like This is a really good topic. I hope you have a blessed, blessed week. Know that God is good and you are so blessed. And feel free to leave me a comment and feel free to share this podcast. And uh, may it bless you. Talk to you all later.